1: Welcome everybody to the show, Life's a Banquet, the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara Horrible. Starring your hosts, me, Brendan Scott, and me,
2: Zara Tangora. A show about ostriches, wine and dough! <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk! <laughs> Always! Life's <sighs> a Banquet, Life's a Banquet, Life's a Banquet, Banquet! Perfect. Now I just feel like we're in like a like a bomb is gonna explode. Yeah, yeah.
1: Three <laughs> seconds, four seconds,
2: five seconds, seven, eight. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, uh, what, we're wasting time. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the podcast about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable. With your hosts, Bretton Scott.
1: And wait, I'm Bretton Scott.
2: I know. I'm saying your name. That's like what classy podcasters do. They say each other's names.
1: They do. With Are we classy? Bre- Yep. Okay, go ahead. I
2: just, just, just in from the wires of the Associated Press, we are classy. And your
1: other host, Zara Tangora. Oh, hey girl. (laughs) (laughs) Zara, this transition between uh, non-classy and classy was... I know. It happened overnight. Yeah, it did kind of happen overnight. Yeah. We're classy now. Uh, And by classy, I mean champagne, beer, 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 beer budget, champagne taste. (laughs)
2: Exactly, or we could mean that we are going to teach a classy after this podcast episode is over.
1: We are teaching. Is is that okay? We're going to teach a pasta class. Yeah,
2: we're going to teach a pasta class to kids um, uh, as part of the Red Hook Initiative. It's really okay. exciting,
1: Red Hook. So the last time that I taught a class to somebody that was young, something you know, educated somebody mm-hmm. was I was a substitute teacher in <laughs> right after college. Okay, in Madison, Wisconsin. And it was, I taught all grades, freshmen, seniors.
2: Wow. What would, were you I, teaching like, them?
1: Everything. I mean, I did. Were you working
2: them. as part of school or it was just kind of like. It was part of the Madison public schools. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I had to apply oh. for the, like wow. I had to take a test. I had to. What the hell?
2: You think you know somebody and you find out. Yeah, a Substitute teacher. I remember that was,
1: was back in the, and sometimes that, uh, somebody would just randomly, you know, cause you, kids always abuse their substitute teachers. Oh yeah. Did and always, like, I was, I was like all, right, like, 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 all right, I'd be like, all right, kids, here's the deal uh mr scott that's me doesn't really care what you do or learn so let's just you respect me i let you guys have some fun and we learn a little bit all right and that's how i would start the class they'd be like um mr scott are you gay i'm like (laughs) and i would just answer be like i'm sorry that's not on today's agenda next question and it was just really funny. You ended up being really oh a lot of. Oh my god!
2: Did they give you like an atomic wedgie?
1: No, but the best the best episode ever was, the be- episode I like I call it in life, my head. your yeah. whole life is a podcast season, now. Season three, episode four. <laughs> I taught I taught first grade, and I was very hungover. And school starts very early. If to get uh, there at like seven twenty in the yes, morning, sorry, and kids Bob. are waiting. Yeah. They're
2: all hopped up on toaster strudel. They're fucking Toaster strudel. To and
1: this kid, I was very hungover, went out super late. And this kid asked me, she, he goes, Mr. Scott, you smell like beer. And I said, <laughs> don't dick. ever say that in class again. Anyway, so that was that. <laughs>
2: what an asshole. So That's speaking, funny. Yeah. I'm, I would love it if you were my substitute teacher. I wouldn't ask if you were gay. I would assume you were gay and ask if you wanted to make uh, some of those... Um, what do you call it? The things where you make like a hand since it's like Thanksgiving time. those oh, fancy hand. Yes. Turkeys. Hand, hand turkeys. Ooh. <laughs> I'd be like, Hey, Mr. Scott, you want to make a hand turkey with me? Yeah,
1: I know what a hand turkey is. Don't Sorry. I was like...
2: actually, to be honest with you, I was trying to think of something else more fancy, but Don't be my honest. hand was the only thing I saw. And so I was like, hand turkey.
1: Well, see, folks, it turns out we actually are classy. <laughs> see, <laughs> just by our the, our sheer conversation. So tell me about your book. What'd you do? What'd you, what's this week?
2: Well, Brett I gotta be honest with you. I had a rough week. As I mentioned last week on the podcast, I was the subject of a terrorist attack mm-hmm. by a bee. Yep. Um, right in the
1: middle of the park.
2: <laughs> right. Picture it. Fort cream park. I'm sitting with someone. I don't know that well. Uh, having a casual conversation all of a sudden. Along about, the
1: way, about how perfect your life was. I was
2: like, Oh my God, everything is going so well for me. Look at my, look at my perfect knees. And then all of a sudden a bee, flies upon me and stings me as i mentioned last week seemed like everything was fine i'm going about my day it's itching a little bit i know this is a food podcast but now it's a knee podcast as well uh going about my day and then about like a week later all of a sudden it blows up completely inflamed yada 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 next thing you know your girls (laughs) are your girls are over here is Mm -hmm. hopped up on antibiotics and steroids they gave me tons of steroids you
1: do look very your biceps look great right Well, now. I look
2: fat because I gained 15 human American pounds overnight. Well, not British pounds.
1: That's, that's yeah. just uh, slightly less than the average turkey of 1970.
2: <laughs> well, I gained a, a 1970s turkey overnight in my belly only. Mm-hmm. I look pregnant. I'm definitely, So it was not from not,
1: overeating?
2: No. It was not from overeating. It was water weight. Everybody out there, be careful. Also, I... I'm roid raging. I'm furious. I'm destroying everything in sight. I see people on the street. I pick them up. I throw them out of my way. Yep, get them out of the street. Pulling off toupees, tripping people, tying <laughs> shoelaces together, taking the shoes and throwing Gluing them. Gluing the turnstiles together
1: exactly <laughs> so people walk into them and slam <laughs> them and like, oh, your guts. I bet that feels good.
2: Exactly. So uh, lots of noogies. I'm pissed. I can't wait to get off this because a, I actually feel bad. In my body um but also i am bad i'm like the problem child or even problem child too
1: so that's it. you just you're bloated and
2: it stinks yeah. literally yeah it does kind of <laughs> smell in here your...
1: that roid rage is, is smelly
2: so that's basically it i don't know i mean i'm just roid raging and i went to long island this weekend my very favorite place next to you know where i live in Brooklyn. out east. Ah, squirrel guys We're having a squirrel infestation issue at my apartment. Um, They
1: are all over the place. So,
2: yeah, I went out east. I went to Greenport, uh, which is a town at the very end of Long Island on the North Fork. And I went vintage shopping, and my mother and I got some fried seafood platters.
1: Oh, wait. What kind of fried seafood? I heard that. Do they Uh, have good? I looked at some restaurants last week.
2: Delicious. Did you check out South Hold Seafood, which is fabulous? No. Very casual. It's just a fish store with some tables. Um,
1: that's the best kind.
2: My mom had the Bay scallops,
1: Bay scallops. Okay. Which
2: are delicious. And as, as the name suggests, they come from the Bay. They come from the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> the not bay any old bay. The bay of Long Island, the Peconic Bay, the Peconic which, Bay, which is relatively, I don't know, body free.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um they're delicious though. They're very sweet and we fr- like just a simple dusting of like cornmeal and then into the fryer. Oh,
1: really so just yeah. t- lo- tons of tiny little fried bay scallops. Geez,
2: geez. and they get caramelly and like delicious. Mm. They're delicious. Have you guys ever if you live on the East Coast and you have a- or anywhere that you find a bay scallop that doesn't seem like it's, you know, sketchy. I don't know what bay scallops in Nebraska are like, but you know, send a picture.
1: There They're usually in a bag in the freezer.
2: Right. Oh, my God. You know what I remember from my youth? Just sidebar here about tiny seafoods. Did you ever have... I was, like, as I've mentioned, not the healthiest eater as a child. And we used to get... My mom would buy these little jars. Only for me. She ate, like, a, you know, a earth mother goddess. Just, like chomping on kale and brown rice but i ate all kinds of gross crap and she's so, like
1: here child i don't really care
2: yeah she's like i know that your dad and i got a divorce i don't really want to talk about it can i give you <laughs> yeah. some more lucky well, charms
1: this will kind of tone down your conversation
2: just pack her full of dunkaroos so um anyway do you remember those like little glass bottles and they were like mini shrimp cocktails in a bottle no in a jar actually not a bottle that would be even grosser the,
1: the sauce or the actual shrimp I both The shrimp was inside. No, we did not have those in Wisconsin.
2: The shrimp is coming from inside the
1: jar. Yes, it was. We had pickled eggs on the counter in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Pickled (laughs) eggs. Uh, Yeah. Oh. You mean a pickled egg in a jar? I'd be like, (laughs) no, in the East Coast, they had shrimp in a jar.
2: Freaking shrimp in a jar. Please, guys, if you're at home listening to this and you remember shrimp in a jar, shrimp in a jar, please uh, get at us. But it was a jar full of like. Basically just ketchup With a very small amount Of horseradish in it And these teensy tiny the little, little
1: The little like The mosquitoes of shrimp
2: Disgusting It basically Just plankton krill Yeah to-
1: Ugh. Those little shrimp That you get in a In the In a can
2: Yeah It oh. would be like Shrimp cocktail You could eat on An airplane Or a train Or in a back of a ca- Any uh. vehicle Easy to eat In a vehicle Shrimps So we had that And then we had Fried flounder What's your favorite Fried seafood Thing mm. to
1: get fried seafood i'm just a fried squid kind of a guy Ooh, i'll never get sick of it i try to ever I place love it. i mean the the fried the fried uh, calamari in sicily and uh,
2: it's oh it's just bellissima uh,
1: so very very happy gusto. Uh, so what else oh my god that tell us about that veggie spread you made a delicious veggie spread well,
2: i did so i have been trying to cook more uh, at home which I've mentioned it's
1: the season it's the
2: season the, the, season. the I'm chilly
1: not... weather is upon us turning the oven finally feels good
2: yeah and I'm also not letting my permanent singleness uh, which feels like permanent singleness dissuade me from uh cooking I normally never cook
1: for myself at home
2: but I'm also like really love the farmer's market and what I normally do for anyone out there who doesn't know me very very well is I go to the farmer's market I get super you jazzed get way too much stuff yeah I just get tons of stuff because I love vegetables and everything's beautiful and then i'm like it's oh, so good right now i don't cook at home so i end up with like shit tons of pickles in my refrigerator and then i'm like how many pickles could one person eat i have an ulcer mm-hmm. this is ridiculous long story short i've started cooking for myself so i roasted a bunch of veggies the other day i got leeks i got carrots i got string beans broccoli you know all, whatever all the
1: stuff that's all the
2: stuff and i had too much of it um and I took it, and I took a couple of dollops of. So I says to myself, I says, self, you got this. <laughs> yeah, so I says, self, <laughs> you got these roasted veggies, and then I had a little bit of goat cheese left, threw in some chev, whipped it up with some scallions and sage and some pecorino, and I basically made like a veggie cream cheese. Exactly. More veggie than cream cheese. And
1: your cream cheese wasn't actual cream cheese, right, but It was chev, chev, so goat cheese. So and I. I was asking Zara about this because I got to try it and it was delicious. I think I ate a pint of it. Yeah, but I it was like
2: a... mostly, it was like mostly vegetables. It was
1: a lot of vegetables. But I said, oh, well, you didn't use cream cheese. I said, Well, you know, I used goat cheese, which was a creamy cheese. So yes, I used, you're right.
2: Yeah, I was like, don't come at like me. Like
1: you just came out, you opened your mind <laughs> and you said, I'm not going to limit. Just because that doesn't say cream cheese in the package, exactly. It's still funny. It's
2: like a, still like a goat cream cheese. Yeah,
1: get out of here, Philadelphia. Don't, get the. They're hell. like hell. Everything that's creamy cheese is now our cheese. No breeze, creamy. cheese. You know what? You could have made it with. You're right. So many other different kinds of cheeses. Exactly.
2: The possibilities are actually. Almost endless. They're almost endless, but there is an end somewhere in sight.
1: Yeah, if what we d- went to Murray's and went to every cheese, uh, oh, yeah. and they'd be like, oh, "Okay, you've and hit, hit 422 end. 22 cheeses. You're good."
2: Yeah, what did you make this week that I just tried that I almost like completely healed uh, over and died with so- excitement from?
1: there's a person on instagram you should follow if you live in new york you should order one of her cakes which i have not tried yet but her name on instagram is gg blue nyc it's g-i-g-i i've never met her i don't know who she is but i followed her she has a recipe she's a recipe tester she's a pastry chef uh she's known for her cakes and i'm dying to try one you can order them on instagram they look delicious and wonderful (gasps) she makes all kinds of fabulous things uh, anyway, so I, she had a recipe for thin and crispy chocolate chip cookies, which is not usually my thing, but I was, I've been trying to get out of the box, <laughs> uh, uh, like the actual cookie box. it, you So I thought, scoundrel. you know what, this is, you know, it's just a nice experiment. Yeah. And I was like, if it's not good, I'll give them to somebody else and it's still butter and sugar and I'm my toughest critic. Sure. You know, I'll throw a dry co- chocolate You're cake away. You're such a yeah. tough critic on yourself. So I made these cookies, they're very good, and an old chef friend of mine, who used to be the sous chef at Lupa Restaurant NYC. Uh, dot com uh formerly owned <laughs> by mario Batali, which is still owned by mario bitali he just is no longer the face oh of, uh, really it's yeah, still owned by him yeah. oh i'm sure b hospitality group but anyway yeah. this guy matt his name was uh, he's very handsome he's very ooh. tall tattooed call me yeah yeah matt. <laughs> i think he's yeah if he's listening don't uh, call anyway, me he used to make these black olive instead of chocolate chip cookies he would make cut up and dice up, you know, black olives. So
2: cool. What kind of black olives? Not like Kalamata, but like no. The I, use oil cured... Mor- I use
1: the oil cured ones, the Moroccan ones, and I yeah. dice them. I make sure. Okay, this is the one thing: make sure you buy them with the pits in if you're going to be cooking with them oh. because the flavor is much better.
2: Wow, I would have never. It's even like that. if
1: you ever buy a prune that has already been pitted, mm-hmm. it doesn't preserve as well. I've done the taste that test m- now, and I'm always like, oh, it's a little bit drier. with when they're t- with the pits out, they like. Don't, yeah, that's they, that's true. Is that weird? And that's why those, if you ever see that French dessert called clafoutis, mm, the French, it. it's that like custardy French cherry thing. The French bake the the clafoutis with the pits inside the cherries because they said the flavor is better. Really? Mm-hmm. And you have to like make sure when you get one oh, that's that so interesting. you yeah, just like seeds in a grape. You know they're better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did that. I made that. I made okay. So I made black olive. Toasted almond, which is a nut that we don't see in cookies too much these days. And I toasted some almonds. Very 1990s. You know what? I was eating something and I had some toasted almond with some chocolate. And I said, how come this is just limited to like a, a what's that, Mounds bar or something?
2: Well, people got, I think. Toasted almond was very popular, I think, when we were kids. I remember everything was toasted almond This toast was very Martha Stewart. It brings back memories of, like... Like
1: flavored coffee. Right.
2: Yes, exactly. Right. Bagel store coffee. Like toasted almond. It just kind of phased out.
1: Well, I'm bringing toasted almond back because...
2: I support you, and and I will help you.
1: I had some some people that I was giving these tastes to, a.k.a. my boyfriend (laughs) and... My and other his other personalities <laughs> yeah my other personalities <laughs> and i said what do you think you know before hey i made the cookies you know it's like oh do you think this this would be good together like no i think chocolate and hazelnuts are better i'm like well we all know that that's good yeah so let's uh
2: expand your brain powers
1: they turned so anyways black olives toasted almonds and i did use those chocolate chunks but the it's the dish. the yes. discs
2: what did the other buttons think of it
1: Oh, my God. He was obsessed with it. He had
2: to. <laughs> like, multiplicity. You know,
1: they were very flat. Anyway, I thanked her on Instagram, and she responded and said, you're welcome very much. That's awesome. She said she was very happy that somebody else was using her recipe. So
2: you made a, f- a connection and a friend. Made a connection you made and a friend. made delicious cookies.
1: I'm going to meet her one day and get her freaking cake. We should just get her cake, I just for fun. D- I think have a cake party. What's that? cake party? All the
2: keg- rage. <laughs> Instead of keg parties, you get older and fatter, and you just like start having cake yeah, parties. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, oh, whose
1: birthday is it? But like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's somebody's today.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, it's okay. my dad's secretary's birthday. So yeah, I <laughs> Cookies.
1: mean, I made oh, I made pumpkin bread. I love. What's pump- going on over at your house? Pumpkin bread. How do you I gave it keep to keep
2: your physique. You look. Amazing. I gave it. I
1: gave it all away. I gave it all away. I gave the pumpkin <laughs> bread to Preston <laughs> Salon. You know, pumpkin bread's so suburban to me. It was almost below my, below me. Right. I was like, oh, it's like a suburb, like a oil-based quick bread. Well, it's like it's delicious, though. It is so good. And do you know how long it took me to whip it together? Probably not. Five minutes.
2: It's very easy. I'll tell you, can I tell you a little story about pumpkin bread? Go ahead. This is you, not I a, knew you had one. This is, well, <laughs> I spent a year in a pumpkin bread one day and night. Um, No. Uh, this is actually a heartwarming story and one that may bring a tear to my little eye. Mm -hmm. Um, So my dad uh, was a great guy and a great chef and a great home cook. And over the years, you know, he got cancer about 10 years before he died. He had multiple myeloma. He was on steroids. It made him very overweight, very obese. I guess the Tangoras don't... (laughs) uh react well to steroids actually thinking about it (laughs) um yeah but anyway so he had a hard time moving around it was very tough for me also had scoliosis he just like was not he couldn't really Mm -hmm. get around that much his fingers were very big so as you know the years progressed and got sicker and sicker it was really hard for him to do much cooking Mm -hmm. but every single year up until this past year which would would uh, have been like three months before he died yeah he made 200 Pumpkin breads to every single right. nurse at the hospital. Two hundred mini
1: loaf, like the mini loaves mini in loaves. like the little in the yeah. little brown kind of thing. Yeah,
2: and it took him like days, and that would take a it, long time. He had his friend Barbara help him. I think at the end, did he or...
1: freeze the ones that were made, or you... actually pumpkin bread gets better. When it sits, for, like, I think two, it. Three, three yeah, days.
2: I don't think he froze them. I think he just like made, or maybe it was his. I don't want to like not give props to the right person. I think actually my name is Kelly, his friend, um, who helped him. But anyway, so he made all these pumpkin breads, and I just thought it was That's so sweet. Really and sweet. he also like, aside from not having like mobility, he also like didn't have money at the end of his life, and like lived on like check to check on like social security, and he spent like this money that was like supposed to his so, entire social security he, check on the exactly pumpkin, yeah. on pumpkin breads. And at the time, I would be like. God damn it. You know what I mean? Like, this is silly of you. You're spending yeah, this like, money they that don't you need. need that. Like it's, it, what is this for? And then I realized like those were the things that actually made his life valuable. And it's really funny thinking about like you, you're talking about like you cook and you're giving it to people at present salon. And that's like, you know, also really awesome. Like it means a lot to people to kind of get a treat. Yeah. And also, you know, I mean, some of you probably too.
1: I do always think that I'm like, oh, Brett, why are you always making all these sugary sweets? And then I thought, well, I don't have to eat them all. Yeah. In fact, giving away is the best part. It's great. So I, you know, I've been getting those little boxes, and now like we're ready for the holidays. So you get boxes; you can order them yeah. on Amazon. You get like small little like eight six by three oh. boxes. So you know, when you have a friend, you can just like that way you're not. Oh,
2: is that where that white box came from? That's where the white That's box. Perfect. Yep. That's Perfect. That's perfect. Oh, you know what you need? You need sh- uh, red and white string.
1: Yep, I need. I do have string. I have okay. wonderful string. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so that oh, man, pumpkin bread almost makes me think of something Fanny Craddock would cook. It's Ooh, kind of like that yes. thick pudding. Totally. Oh, woo, Britain. And put oh, the pumpkin in the basket Pumpkin bread, yeah, speaking of it's pumpkin Squash, it's mm. fall
2: What else do we think of when we think of fall
1: Oh my what's, god, I guess what's coming up What? TG
2: Oh, IF
1: mm-hmm. uh, Step by step and yeah. full house, perfect, let's go
0: uh, <laughs> I was gonna say voting day yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Oh yes, that's important, we can talk about that At the end of the show, but
1: Exactly, so uh,
2: Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Jinx Wow, wow.
1: My name My is Bretton Brett Scott. Scott. How are oh, you? How are you? So, so can,
2: I, can I, tell I tell a story about, about turkey? Guys, our topic today is turkey.
1: Did you know the second most uh, wild turkeys? Guess where they come from? Which state? Which area in the United States? Uh, the most wild California. turkeys. California. Or actually, I should say Kentucky the most is hunting. the first. Uh, the first, well, I found the most, uh, the most hunting of wild turkeys, okay. which to me would imply. Has the most turkeys? This yeah. could be information That's that I wrongly math. deduced. Basic math. Number one was Alabama. Mm. Number two was Wisconsin.
2: Oh man, you did
1: where I'm from. You were born to talk turkey, huh? Yeah. Well, hold on. I want to do something. Please. Can I do my turkey impression? I, I was hoping. <laughs> so when you go by, <laughs> your face <laughs> <So> is really <laughs> half of the <gasps> pleasure
2: of this impression.
1: <laughs> so when I'm not kidding you, when you go by a turkey, so I've just a couple months ago, I ran in Wisconsin, you find all these flocks of turkey, which I will tell you, I found out that turkeys, wild turkeys, mm-hmm. hang out in flocks of between five and 50 members. Yeah. And they are single gendered flocks, usually.
2: Oh, gay flock of turkeys. Yep, gays. Like, similar and, to the flock of seagulls.
1: Yep, so gays and lesbians. Everybody. Oh, and lesbians, of course. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. And wow. or just not or just guys or just and like girls,
2: men's groups and women's groups. Like my my parents, my mom used to be in a women's group yes. when I was growing up, and they play the drum and grow their hair long.
1: So I don't poop. know if they're gay or not, but I'm sure they are because it turns out everybody does. Yeah, everybody's gay. Everybody is. Yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast, Especially you turkeys. definitely are. And yeah, if not you haven't admitted it yet. <laughs> I watched <laughs> Ellen generous's stand up, the last one she did, which was like 15 oh, years ago, it. and she goes, "Everybody's gay." And she's like, oh, "Just kidding! I would never say that. But if you're who you really are, <laughs> she, <laughs> I love Ellen. She's the best." God, so damn it. Ellen is good. Turkeys are really interesting, and yeah, so lots of wild turkeys. Yeah, you tell me about what.
2: You want you want me I to want, talk turkey? I'm sorry. I'm gonna have. I'm not gonna be able to stop doing that obnoxious.
1: Like you want me to talk turkey? Yeah, let's yeah.
2: talk turkey, buddy. All okay. Right. How about some turkey talk on the ones and twos and threes and fours, five, six. All right. Let's give a little. I like giving fun facts, so I'm gonna be fun mm-hmm. fun fact zone for sure. They today. better be fun.
1: I'm not gonna. I don't want to cry.
2: They're not that much fun. Like, don't get too excited. They're just interesting. So turkeys lived almost 10 million years ago, mm-hmm. which it's. My I don't.
1: I found. It fully very- believe it. I found a, a some gentleman that wrote about the genetic background of turkeys. Okay, and you know they're all of the farm animals. A lot of them, the genes were coded, right? And turkeys were one of the first. Wow, yeah,
2: that's crazy! Then. So centuries before Very old, old Christopher Columbus reached the New World, uh, Aztecs had domesticated uh, wild game birds that they call that we call turkey, but they called it the. Can you pronounce this? Waxhalot. Waxalot. I don't know. I don't speak oh, okay. Aztec,
1: but it sounds like that.
2: <laughs> oh, why are you? Why are we doing this podcast well, together? <laughs> I thought you were bringing the Aztec contingency to this whole I know. operation here. All right. I'm just kidding. I know all about it. <laughs> um, so anyway, the turkey was so important to the Aztecs um, that they regarded the bird as a god. And there were two religious festivals a year in the turkey's honor. Unlike today where we're like, don't honor the turkey. We just eat it. Oh, We no, don't just that look at weird. it and eat it. But they loved it. Um, and then when the Spanish arrived in the earliest years of the 16th century, there was a lot of loss, um, on what to name the strange bird. And so they called it a kind of peacock with, uh, great hanging chins. And then yeah, that's, and so, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And then in my notes here, I have in parentheses, insert Mitch McConnell joke here, but I haven't <laughs> thought of one. <laughs> uh, or
1: just, uh, look at a picture of him right now and you'll yeah. get, you know what we're talking about then.
2: Turkey neck
1: turkey neck that's
2: the least bad thing about him is his gross neck
1: yeah um that's, <laughs> that, says, that says one positive
2: so anyway they prized the breast feathers as an alternative to goose down for warm winter cloaks moving up thousands and thousands of years benjamin franklin uh, yes. famous American uh, wanted the national bird to be a Turkey instead of the Eagle. And he had this long letter that he wrote to his daughter about how he thought like the Eagle was like a shitty asshole bird. Basically he's like, and the Eagle also does this and the Eagle does that. What about the Turkey? The Turkey is the. I'm paraphrasing.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's what I'm... I've seen. Eagles. They, they steal people's eggs. Exactly. They, they're they'll eat your cat.
2: Right. Well, so I, uh, you know, I guess the Eagle was the perfect bird. For the current yeah, yeah. state of the United States of yeah. America. And you know, like not just current, but pretty much all yeah, along yeah. the way. Shisty, exactly. shisty bird stealing steal things from, from people. And steal and
1: eggs and then sit on top of the perch and get idled. And, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he liked the turkey, he preferred the turkey for the national bird, but uh he lost out. So, Thanksgiving kind of turkey fun facts. Forty six million turkeys are eaten each year at Thanksgiving.
1: Mm-hmm. I found forty five million, so we're about oh, a million. Oh, yeah. there's a million missing can you imagine, unaccounted like, for like, turkeys. Approximately one million room. turkeys. How bi- how large that would look? That
2: is exactly what I was going to say to you when I heard this. I was like, "What a terror! Like a turkey tsunami. That's like a sea of turkeys."
1: That's enough turkeys to go back and forth. To uh, I think I it's enough turkeys to equal the same amount of thirty-two ounce Starbucks oh. cup iced tea.
2: <laughs> God, ew! Now I'm yep. picturing a liquid turkey in an iced tea cup. Go back and forth. Oh my God. Yeah. You could make the Sears Tower like 70 million times with all of these turkeys. It's, that's a, it's a frightening amount of turkeys. 22 million on Christmas and 19 million on Easter, which I'm never, I've never heard of someone making an Easter turkey, but. We don't know those people. I'm minority.
1: Tur- and if you're listening to our podcast. If you're near an Easter turkey You're not person, gay and you're not part of this podcast. <laughs> tune out. Just kidding. Tune in because we love you.
2: <laughs> Only non-gays eat turkey on Easter. Um, 2012. Two, this is a hard number for me to say. In 2012, two hundred and fifty three thousand wait two hundred and fifty three million five hundred thousand turkeys were produced in the united states that's a tough
1: number for you to say because it's a a tough number for your brain to grasp
2: it's like mind-boggling that's a lot of turkey it's horrible and then we exported seven hundred and three million pounds of turkey which is also gross just like turkey flesh Mm -hmm. goodbye um turkey a male turkey is called a tom Mm -hmm. which i guess seems like a thing that you know yeah. Okay, I didn't
1: know that. Tom, yeah, Tom. I wasn't aware. I guess that? we have lots, we have, I grew up with lots of wild turkeys in our, in our land. Right. And you're I, just like, be taking a nice morning walk and, or run, and then suddenly like, you hit turkey turkeys appears. and they like, freak out. Wait, let me do mine. Well, it's a little bit faster. Close, get a little faster. It's more like, ah! <laughs> that one's sick so yeah take the top of your tongue against your lips back and forth rapidly
2: male turkey is called the time wild turkey spends the night in trees which is so creepy to me can you imagine you're just like taking a stroll down lover's lane all of a sudden you look up oh what a beautiful night it is darling ah look at the sky Ah! turkey turkey filled tree Mm -hmm. no thank you um, June is National Turkey Lovers Month. Extremely creepy. If anyone celebrates that, please tune out uh, immediately. Um, turkey skins can be tanned and used to make cowboy boots and belts.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a pair of turkey boots on right now.
2: <laughs> Amazing. I also yeah. I wore my turkey leather underwear.
1: I have my turkey merkin on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and my last fun fact is, fun fact is, turkeys have long rag fleshy growths called a snood that goes from the base of the beak. Not to be hang- confused
1: with with a sneed.
2: What's a sneed? The sneed
1: from from Dr. Seuss's book. Oh, the, I don't remember. From The Lorax. I don't really that's remember. Okay. I'm doing we'll the, like, oh yeah, and then I'm like, ah, I don't remember.
2: Um anyway, and they hang over their beak and it's disgusting. So those are my turkey facts. Um I hope you guys all enjoyed them. I'm sure there's a lot more out th- there. There's a lot of facts. It's I, coming up. We're that's all That's the only thing that is known about turkeys so far today. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure goodbye. Kathy
1: Lee Gilbert done. Un- <laughs> <laughs> Good morning America, whatever she's on. She'll... Oh my God. Okay. She's
2: gonna be like drunk. Okay, so what's your story this week? You have the low? Yeah. Well end so... on a high note. Yeah, we'll end on a high note.
1: So I did... this is a really interesting story and I I somebody alerted me to this and I didn't know did this. you get a
2: presidential text message? I did. It was okay. from
1: uh Benjamin Franklin's great 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 grandfather daughter. Oh da- granddaughter, okay. granddaughter. And uh yeah, so BF. BF, Brad, Benjamin Franklin uh, no just getting He. so I found out mm. this is something I'm gonna get to this but Please. first I must tell you that turkeys have changed very much right we're talking about wild turkeys there's different kinds of turkeys you can get uh, and there's you know you know you probably have heard of heritage turkeys of and we can get to that in a second later we'll tell you about like what kind of turkeys you should be getting uh, but the main kind of turkeys that we are purchasing right now, that you'll probably get at your regular grocery store. You know, don't know where my turkey comes from, but it's wrapped in that weird plastic thing. Right. It's like the thing, they're either called large whites or most commonly, I think, are bro- they're called broad-breasted. Interesting. Now, broad-breasted turkeys are very different from the turkeys that I think even from the 1950s. And they have been... So what is happening... Is I found out right? Everybody knows the word. What's the first thing when you think of a commercialized turkey? What's the word? What's a pe- butterball? There you go, bang. butterball. Bang, <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang bong. Butterball. <laughs> the first thing. Go. <laughs> <laughs> bang butterball. I meant bingo. Bang bong. No,
2: that's the new John. Yeah, bang, bang bong. Bang, bang bong. pong.
1: So butterball <laughs> was actually a term that was created in 1940. I'm not going to go through the history of this, but somebody had sort of uh, trademarked this name. So there was a company called Butterball LLC, although I think it wasn't founded until later, in like t- 2013, I think, or what? 2012. Again, look at this information online. But it is was really interesting, and Butterball was then bought by a some. It was called a Carolina Turkey Company, and they are the they're the company that make these big, you know, they giant have bo- giant factory farming. Now, yeah. I again, I kind of had to revisit something. Because we talk a lot about, you know, I sure eat in Chinatown. There's probably restaurants, a lot of restaurants that I go to, I'm not here to preach to tell anybody. But I was, I had to revisit factory farming yeah. to look at this. So uh, they had changed all these turkeys, of course, by genetic selection, genetic modification, uh, breeding selections. And uh, I found out a, a very disturbing fact is that oh our, the big, the broad-breasted turkeys are no longer. they implants? No, they can't have sex. <gasps> So because they have bread. Now, here's the thing. This is, again, I'm going to talk to everybody right now. And we're going to start spreading this message. Is that listen up, gays. Yeah, every, listen up, gays, all four of you. Uh, <laughs> the white meat, right? Everybody wanted turkey breasts. Everybody wanted right. big breasts. Yeah. Everybody wants big breasts. This is right? America. Big white breasts. It's America, exactly. And they wanted that like sliced, lean, clean-cut American white meat. You know, but actually, what created the dark meat was something called, like, the myoglobin or something, and the wild turkeys had much more of this, which they had had more dark meat because they could actually fly. They could get up to the trees, as you just said. Yeah. And the turkeys now kind of walk around. They can't fly, just like our modern chickens can't fly. Yeah. You know, their wings are far too heavy, so they have to artificially inseminate most of the turkeys. What the hell? And so the average turkey weight that we would purchase a turkey, you know, like, oh, we got a, in yeah. 1970, the, the average or maybe like largest one was around 17 pounds. Okay. And now we are breeding these turkeys to be 28 pounds. Oh my God. From the year nineteen seventy till, I mean, what, you know, till 2015 yeah. or so when this study that I had read. And so first of all, that's kind of disturbing because that's kind of gross. Like so that breasts have been, they're so big and their beaks get shorter and their legs, the rest of their, their body has not developed. Right. So th- sometimes their legs will break because they can't support their whole weight. Oh. And the rate of which they mature is a little bit faster. It's 130 days around that. So these turkeys, these factory farmer turkeys that were all like, oh, Thanksgiving and this, uh, it's quite a cruel process. And it's they, horrible. Are raising these horrible, horrible things. And listen, again, I'm not here to be a preachy, preachy teacher. Well,
2: you can preach, though. It I is. Can. You can preach. You can do both, right? Like you can say what you think is right and wrong, mm-hmm. and you can live it in your own life, and you can also still have fun sometimes.
1: Exactly. So, exactly. A lot of times, they're. Um, uh, this is actually interesting. That a wild turkey I found out was, according to PETA, <laughs> yeah, Our trusted said that a wild turkey could fly up to 50 miles per hour. Oh my They're god, zippy. that's insanely they are terrifying. Zippy.
2: Millions and millions of
1: like jet zoom jets turkey like, jets. Propelled turkey jets. I think that's Benj- like a Benjamin Army. Franklin was on to something. He's yeah. like, "Listen, you want to be fast? Stay ahead of the game. sleep in trees." We could have had go full a wild fledged turkey.
2: turkey armies. We wouldn't bald even need like bald
1: well, I'm bald and I just <laughs> sit on top of a lone tree and I don't talk to anybody else.
2: <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> or you could have a gay oh fabulous like fast turkeys, fast gay, yeah.
2: bullet speed, bullet fast turkeys. So uh, anyway, my God. so bu-
1: butterball is now owned by this Carolina Turkey Company thing. They have pr- purchased this. So basically, the truth behind all these these turkey, you know, the big Thanksgiving thing, you know, is that yeah. it really is kind of a dark truth, and these turkeys are mistreated, they're mishandled. You yeah. know, they have to get such a large amount of these turkeys out for the holidays. Now, I'll give you an alternative. And Please. again, we were talking about heritage breed turkeys. Yeah. Heritage breed turkeys. Uh, this refers to a... It's kind of a... What's that word? Like, it's an umbrella term mm-hmm. for what these turkeys are. I think there's four or five different varieties of wild turkeys that we have sort of domesticated and uh, that you can buy. So, right. heritage is an actual... I think it's a brand, right? That...
2: It's a company, Heritage a comp- is a food yeah, exactly. company, yeah.
1: And the word, her- it's a little confusing for yeah. those of you, even for me that I know about it, that like, if you say like, oh, I would like Heritage, like you're not necessarily going to go to your grocery store and be able to request Heritage right. turkey. Right. Go to a good butcher, and a lot of people say, oh, but it's so expensive, and it is. It I is. is. Don't yeah. wrong. Now, as an experiment, I bought some regular good, I wanted to cook something, because I thought, I haven't cooked, who really cooks turkey that much?
2: My parents make a turkey roast every single Monday night. And wow. they do a roasted turkey breast, and they do because they want the they want the white meat. They do uh, sweet, but Rod, well, they both like dark meat, but yeah, they yeah. just happen to do this. They do turkey breast, they do baked sweet potatoes, and like extremely oversteamed broccoli
1: in July. Also,
2: every Monday when I had to move back there for a couple of months after my dad died, my boyfriend gave me the old heave ho. I live with my parents and I. And I, ate turkey. As much Mondays. as I love them, I was like, this is the thing that's going to drive me over the edge. The turkey every Monday night. <laughs> I think it's super sweet for them and I think it's adorable. But for me, it made me feel like I was trapped in a complete hell of my own making.
1: Yeah. <clears> of <throat> a turkey Monday. <laughs> Monday night I was like, I can't. Dinner.
2: I'm going to smash my head right through this. Well, Bobby, wallpapered wall. Uh,
1: what Zara would like to say is that she said thank you very much for cooking those lovely dinners for her. Yes, so exactly, turkey, exactly. Most of the time throughout the year, we think of we have turkeys around sandwiches, right? Yeah. Oh, I love a turkey Swiss, turkey club, turkey this. So I think it's important. I, I cooked some turkey thighs. Okay, they were delicious. How'd you do? I got them from a market. They were organic. I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, but I just pan here oh. them first. And then I lay them on a bunch of sliced onions ooh just like a giant onion I cut it up and really thinly and just nice. like put it on top and then put that butter under the skin with some sage that sounds of delicious. course right because like when people say poultry seasoning yeah during Thanksgiving what is that it's dried onion dried garlic sage dried thyme, thyme mm-hmm. maybe some rosemary you want that yeah. but you really need that sage. You need the sage, the sage, and I think you need the and I think yeah. they probably put celery, powder, celery salt, yeah, some powdered powder. celery. So I guess the the bad story was about the breeding of this bird to create yeah. this like kind of monstrous thing that is not really a turkey.
2: Yeah, it's not a turkey as
1: we as we once knew it. A he turkey, and apparently even in the fifties, the turkeys were different. Then
2: well yeah i mean it's just like what we do with everything in this country and in the world but pr- primarily in this country it's a huge problem with food and everything else but really with food is like i want it i want a turkey that's big enough for I want my it, whole yeah, family i want the
1: breast people like white meat we and need it, well they it want
2: ha- it yeah or like i want different like 10 different flavors of diet coke at my supermarket i want it make it so yeah you know what i mean like Instead of just, or I want, you know, uh, tomatoes that are perfect uh, in my grocery store during the uh, during the middle of January. I want it. Make it so. And then, thus, we live in a world where, you know, our environment is like such. I want to eat beef three times a day. I want McDonald's. I need a hamburger that costs 10 cents. And know? I'm going
1: to interject that because you reminded me really quickly. Yes. I had a conversation with uh, uh, this woman about making a quiche. And I said, what's your favorite? She said, oh, I don't really cook, but I made a quiche this last Sunday. Yeah. She's like, oh, I made a quiche. It was really fun. I love cooking. I told her I'm a cook and blah, blah, blah. And she yeah. says, you know, she said, well, you know, what would you make for a quiche this time of year? And I said, well, I'll probably like do broccoli or something. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of what's in season right now. And she's like, in the season? What do you mean? I said, well, like at the farmer's market, oh, there's wow. lots of, she's like, well, is a, she's like, should, should I use asparagus then? <gasps> is that in season right now? Heavens and I said, it was, I wasn't judging her. I just, no, asparagus is in spring. She's like, yeah, but it's all over the stores. I said, of course, you're right. All vegetables are in the stores. How yeah. would you know? Yeah. But in reality, asparagus is not at all in season. Absolutely. But now we have Brussels sprouts in in March. Right. <laughs> and asparagus in December. It's all.
2: It's topsy-turvy. That was the one thing at Brucey where you had this really popular dish that was like tagliatelle. With tomato with butter the and burrata spread, yeah. and had fried Brussels sprouts and we had started making it in october and we changed our menu every day but this was the most like popular thing people like demanded they it. wanted it in june and i of all the things that we got that were see every single other thing that we use at brucey every vegetable is always seasonal except we were getting brussels sprouts and then finally i took it off the menu because i was like i can't get with this i can't just yeah, like, you, have you this. had to make that you like, had okay, to listen to yourself i'm not getting brussels sprouts from mexico because people need to ha- you can have this exact same thing with something else so we stopped doing it for a
1: while so let's lift our, I brought everybody you down, lift our spirit up. I just, up. I want you to lift oh, me up.
2: Lift me up, spirit. Um, okay. My story today is I like how like we actually tend to kind of like fold in the story from the week before, like a while ago we were talking about Upton Sinclair, it was like an Upton Sinclair podcast oh, yes. for a while. So last week I discussed the unfortunate, uh, assassination and lifelong kind of entanglement with whiskey of, uh. Sixteenth President Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. and today I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the history of the presidential pardons of the Thanksgiving turkey. Yes, which uh, you know we've all been. You're in your early 40s. I'm in my mid 30s. This oh, is something we've both grown up with seeing pretty much our whole lives. Yes, and so I just assumed that it was something that was done since you know George Washington, George Washington, but it isn't. Um, so the first president to pardon a turkey. "Quote unquote," mm-hmm. was Abraham Lincoln, but he didn't start like a tradition. It wasn't like, okay, now every year we pardon in the turkey. He did it. He was like an animal lover. His son had grown fond of this turkey, so he decided, like, oh, we're not going to eat this thing. Oh, I'm partnering it. Um, that's my Abraham Lincoln impression. I've been working on. Yeah, it's working. really good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's almost. As Should good I stop as that. working on it? It's done. Yeah,
1: yeah. You okay.
2: Perfection. Nailed it. Perfect. Perfection. Um, and then drawn off Canada. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> sounds a little bit more
1: like mesh pecan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay perfect um so john f kennedy uh started a trend by uh publicly pardoning a turkey at the white house he kind of brought it back they're tinkering with the idea um he decided after receiving the bird on november 19th 1963 that it shouldn't be eaten for dinner the turkey was wearing a sign that said Good eaten, Mr. President, and JFK was horrified by that, so he spared the bird, and unfortunately, three days later is when he was assassinated in Dallas after the Thanksgiving pardon. Um, but it wasn't until the year 1989 when President George H. Dubb's Bush Bushy Mill. What um, do you his think? His sorry, nickname. I went
1: back to that story. Who gave him that turkey that said "good, good eaten"?
2: I don't know. It's probably part of the entire the mafia, I guess. Or okay, yeah, that makes whatever. sense. Whatever, Frank Sinatra, whoever else was involved with, you know, having. I'm trying to make a JFK assassination joke. It's not. <laughs> yeah. The crowd is not <laughs> responding <laughs> yeah. well.
0: Hello, no. crickets. <laughs> mm, <laughs>
2: sorry, <nice>. everybody left. <laughs> Wait. I had, like, a mouse in my house. It's, like, gone. It's, like, I can't sit around for this shit. Um, Okay, so George H. Dubbs uh, was the one who first made the turkey pardon official, which I thought was interesting. It wasn't until 1989. Who knew? He had a heart of gold. Uh, And since then, the turkeys across the United States have rejoiced at least once a year as the leaders have spared a lucky bird from the Thanksgiving table. Um, I ripped that off directly from Wikipedia. (laughs)
1: But they, but <laughs> the I'm last line. So They pardon turkey, but they end up having turkey anyway. Okay, they. Sorry, pardon, is- it's
2: it's completely it, it's the whole thing is whack. So they pardon the turkeys that like come before them. So these turkeys are like, hello, please spare us. The whole thing is very strange, really. And then they still eat turkey, but those specific turkeys are pardoned. However, as you had mentioned before, the turkeys that they're pardoning are these like big fat, you know, big breasted turkeys who don't live long anyway. So where do they go after they're pardoned? They go to George Washington's Mount Vernon, uh, Virginia estate, and they have like a pardoned section for like where like basically oh here you go you're gonna go retire here at the- in Mount Vernon in Mount Vernon. But don't get so psyched because they don't live they live like another like two weeks and they're like I'm too I shouldn't be <laughs> and their legs crack their open. legs crack because they're yeah, too their heavy because they're 27 snap off. pounds yeah they're their tongues wrap around their whatever you call it. What was the beak thing called that I just said?
1: The, the snood. The snood. Their
2: snood gets dried up and falls off, and
1: crack, crack beaks, crack feet, and yeah, and and broken snoods. Their backs break. Oh, that sounds really. They get
2: bloated, just like I feel like a bloated turkey right now.
1: You need to go to Mount Vernon. I
2: know. I need to take myself to old Mount Vernon. So anyway, they pretty much die. Um, so the whole pardon thing is really just like BS anyway. But um, two, Turkin, two turkins two Turduckens, two turkeys that were pardoned in 2012, Cobbler and Gobbler died within a year after they got pardoned by um, Barack, President Barack Obama, by still President Barack Obama. Um, and then Gobbler died on February 5th of natural causes. And Cobbler lived a little bit longer to like August 22nd. Um, and then he fell ill.
1: Oh, poor thing. He
2: died surrounded by his friends and family, though. Um, just kidding. Turkeys all die alone. Uh, in the past two years prior, three or four pardoned turkeys died at least five months after their pardon. Um, on to another turkey who will be looking to get pardoned soon. Oh! <laughs> I wrote that joke myself. I'm considering a Korean stand-up comedy. Um, Trump- just sit down.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: da. <Da-da-da. laughs> Ah, that's funny. Yeah,
0: real funny. (laughs) Topical
2: humor. So Trump noted uh, last year, I guess in 2017 was his first turkey
1: Mm -hmm. situation.
2: Oh, God. It's never ending. Anyway, Trump noted that uh, he's been very active in overturning executive actions taken by his predecessor. predecessor, but not this time. And then he joked about trying to see if he could get the turkeys unpardoned,
1: who Obama had pardoned the year before. But aren't they most likely dead?
2: They're also just fucking turkeys. He is such a dick that he has to like go after the like, like he can't stop himself. Yeah. And now this is a, a an anti-Trump First, talk turkeys podcast.
1: and then transgendered. Wait, I thought yeah. this was supposed to lift me up before it, it election is. day. So oh, it's hits. it's about you know the pardoning.
2: It's kind of like a you know it's a high story because it's like oh the turkeys' lives are getting spared. What I think we really learned from this podcast today is that turkeys' lives suck no matter what,
1: and the only turkeys I think that have good lives are the ones in Wisconsin. Yeah, and you know what? Occasionally, a hunter—yes, of course—a hunter shoots a turkey, but like, honestly, It's like
2: an honorable way to die.
1: Honorable if way to turkey. die. I mean, I'm sure Peter would have if, you're a, to say, yeah, if, if you're a a turkey. Yeah, if you're a turkey. But these turkeys get to roam around our. Like my parents' land, and it's this beautiful, like yeah. rolling hills. And they, so you know what? If I was just roaming around New York one day, and somebody came behind me and shot me as I'm like going to a yoga class, like fleeing off like the sixth train, yeah. I'm sure I wouldn't care as much as if I would just were locked in, you know, to Penn Station between the hours of one and five a.m. Right. Every night.
2: You're saying that like. That you think that, yeah, I hear what you're saying. For They're a minute, a I thought you were, like, saying, like, I wouldn't care if I just got shot. Like, I mean, well, I don't want to get shot, but
1: well, if, at least let me, ro- let's let her roam free while yeah. she's alive. Yeah, you would rather
2: be, like, free, hanging out.
1: Yeah, like, oh, my yeah. God, Bretton's in the market. He's in Chinatown. But well, like-
2: yeah, I think, like, it's a really horrible way to treat, I mean, you know, we have to eat, right? And this is like a larger conversation about like, but we don't have meat. to eat
1: so much white breast meat.
2: We don't have to eat so much white breast meat and we don't have to just have whatever we want whenever we want it. That-
1: consumers create, everybody thinks that it's the companies, but consumers create demand. Yes. And then of course the producers say, well, we're just going to give the consumers what they want. So whenever they say, well, who did it? It's us. We demanded that we want white turkey. Yeah. You know, I sure I went and bought turkey thighs because I thought, well, I'm doing a podcast and I should do this. So I, in a sense, demanded that I wanted a turkey thigh. I created yeah. a on demand. And I don't know. I mean, again, this is just a- I mean, the
2: best way to really if you can afford it. And what's I don't know about the rest of the country, but I know in New York they have like accept food stamps at the farmers markets now. I think the best way we can what we can do is try all of us, especially if you live in a community where you're if you don't have a lot of money and you're provided assistance, get the things that matter that come near you if you can get to a farmer's market, I mean, because that, that means like what's going to be there is going to be available. Yeah. You know, But
1: I mean, I suppose if everybody switched over to wild turkeys, they would all be extinct. Of course. One year because
2: totally it's a, I mean, this is a systemic, we're gigantic, right yeah, yeah. insane problem. <laughs> we're not qualified.
1: Yeah. Anyway, let's just go to back to what, how I made my turkey. We talk mess? about our top <laughs> three turkey
2: things, which for me is 100% going to include something ex- like riddled with hypocrisy. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Here we
1: go. Go ahead. The emails will coming in. They'll be coming in. Peter will have my, neck my turkey neck for sure
2: which makes a great addition to any turkey gravy uh
1: okay yeah. turkey gravy yeah delicious yeah, yeah. you know what i put in my turkey thighs i didn't i put a secret ingredient Tell i us. put my twist on it okay Bretton's little twist <laughs> i put a twist on it what'd you put so i had made the turkeys and i was like mm. i thought i was gonna eat a turkey thigh and i didn't yeah. i decided i wanted to pull the turkey off the thigh and i'm going to braise it for a second time Oh, <laughs> stop Whoa. the press! So I put some orange, some sliced oranges in it. Oh, nice! And then I cooked it with foil back in the oven, very low, very low. Okay. I put some oranges and some white wine, and then just like put all that and let it sit in there. Oh, that sounds good. Now I'll tell you a little something. Hold on. Here's the second twist. That some twist. Of the, the the oranges were soaked in simple syrup, so they were a little oh, sweet. Excuse me. That, sounds that was it. Was only because I had them left over from a food styling gig so we had some candied oranges that sounds so I, really it was good. was it was a little sweet okay just a touch sweet but it wasn't bad this is like a turkey dessert. so if i would do it again i would just do it without the sugar okay just like put actual oranges and you know if you cook oranges long enough that you can just slice the whole thing and yeah the, the peel becomes completely totally. edible just I like the you do it all the time um, like and yeah you're, you're really good zara, zara everybody if you don't know one time I was talking to Zara, she's like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like my food is like, basically I like to make sweet and savory and I like to put fruit mixed with savory stuff. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and that's my mission in life.
2: That's my thing. That's my thing. That's my thing that I do. But I I really love like a ragu or a stew. So I'm very practiced in throwing like whole fruits and just letting cook away. Um, okay. Well, so... my, should I say my top f- three favorite turkey things? Yeah. We're going to say. My number three is turkey pot pie.
1: Okay. Delicious. TPP, yes.
2: Love TPP. Um, number two, I think is, uh, a turkey, bo- I actually, I gotta say this. It's not mm-hmm. like a classic thing that everyone's gonna like, but I love like a turkey ragu or turkey bolognese.
1: I have had it a few times and I love it. I love it too. It's great.
2: We used to do a cool one at Brucey where we did, um, a play on a Reuben sandwich. So we would take, mm-hmm. we'd make a turkey ragu that had a lot of caraway in it um and like all the kind of like flavors of rye bread and you know s- kind of simple blonde ragu and then we would top it with sauerkraut and a drizzle of russian dressing which may sound insane but it was great and we did not like a makes... caraway pasta
1: it was so good that makes sense
2: that i love turkey bolognese or like a ground turkey ragu and my number one favorite thing and this is probably my last meal vibe, which okay. may confuse someone and this is super really? super super hypocritical go ahead i like would be a, I love hypocrisy a deli sandwich <laughs> Uh, Kaiser roll, sliced. Oh yeah. um, Pepper turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm salivating now. Mayonnaise, mustard, oil, vinegar. Sl- uh, thinly sliced white raw onion. Oh yeah, this Lettuce, is good. tomato, and then chips on the sandwich. Oh and yeah, cheddar cheese.
1: I could. I would do Swiss, but that also sounds like good. I love
2: Doritos it. or like, or like um, like cheddar ruffles.
1: Mm-hmm. So, when I was younger, oh. my brother used to. Cut put put his uh his potato chips on a sandwich. Oh yeah, and then I got into it. You and have And then to. now some people do. Yeah, I mean, now if it's you're like
2: a thing. straight person out there who doesn't put chips in your sandwich,
1: send us an please email. Turn off the podcast. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> please burn your iPhone and your earphones.
1: God, top three turkey things. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with turkey empanadas. Wow, that's so that's so fringe. Well, I kind of just copied your idea of like pot pie, but I like handheld things. Okay, you like know, a hand I, pie. Love, I love a hand pie. Yeah, it's who just doesn't? like. I'm always too busy to eat the pot pie. Brenton's so I was like, pocket pies. Like, oh, I'm busy. Gotta go. <laughs> Yoga. Yeah. Run. run. When you wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh, wait, that's sit down the for bell. dinner. No, I can't. I gotta go. <laughs> Pop pie. Yeah, it's like a hand pie. Bye. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, number two, I love an open-faced post Thanksgiving or it doesn't have to be. It could be like at 11 p.m. Yeah, from like a diner. Yeah, like eat turkey dinner. We'd like to eat it earlier dinner two or three, four o'clock and then uh, take a little rest and don't watch football do the dishes that's what i do and then smoke some more weed oh my god. and then you'll be really hungry and you'll be ready for your 11 o'clock open oh face god. turkey you take that white bread and you put on that turkey oh. uh, i like dark meat and you put that turkey and you smother it with gravy and oh you my get the, god you this get them, is this sexual
2: your, i'm like turned on by the sandwich description and
1: now listen and then you get that cranberry sauce that has had some orange in it yes right people i was like
2: oh, orange and cranberries girlfriend. exactly
1: you get the ting you get the you get the the, the ting 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 better sweet from the well <laughs> and you sh- and you wash it down Salve. and hopefully with a nice ale
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah or yeah, right? aioli yeah, yeah, or, i thought you're gonna say aioli you just oh, drink okay yeah, yeah. wash it down with a quart of aioli
1: um, speaking of Aoli, to interject before I go to number one is Please. I made a hand muddled aioli yesterday. I
2: saw it on Instagram.
1: Mm-hmm. It looked delicious. Wait, who, somebody took a picture?
2: Diane Kwan took oh, a video. Oh, she
1: did. She yeah, she did that. Um, and then my number one, my number one turkey, a Monte Cristo. Is that turkey? no it's turkey oh my
2: god that is the most delicious freaking it's okay like, turkey i don't
1: i made it one time and i only use turkey because probably that's what i have so but and okay monte cristo you is use a, turkey and ham together got oh, it I'll, I'll allow it that's the f- okay and it is on <laughs> right french toast. french toast and then with raspberry jam or something yeah. and then fried
2: and then there's like also i think brie cheese in it Maybe
1: something like that, but a Monte Cristo. It's definitely
2: a French toast turkey sandwich with ham and Mm -hmm. jam. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Oh my god, that's delicious. I also love. I'm gonna throw something at you right now about turkey sandwiches too. That might be a contender for numero uno. Go ahead. A Kentucky hot brown.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, there's, I'm a place, there's a place in Salt Lake City that had, that is kind of their like big thing.
2: Delicious. That's like a griddled sandwich, kind of similar to the Monte Cristo in some mm-hmm. way, like a puffy, griddly bread and then topped with bechamel sauce. Yep. And like, br- and tom- a slice of tomato. And bacon is in it, I think. I think so too. And then browned in the oven. Browned in the browned oven. Browned until it's brown.
1: What's that thing called that you're, remember you said you and your friend Rudy, where you, uh, you sew up turkey and a pig together? What is oh, that called again?
2: that's called um, a McConnell-Limbaugh. Oh. A turkey and a pig.
1: Yeah, okay. So I was looking on Craigslist, <laughs> on Craigslist gigs. McConnell you know, trump One of my side hustles. Okay. <laughs> Brett and Scott's wonderful side hustles. The wonderful world of the we have side been hustles. Slowly, we have slowly been like not... <laughs> we, we haven't had a full-time job in a year and a half, but I we know. do lots of other jobs. Yeah. Like looking through a Craigslist and I found this thing It was like, oh, somebody that wants to make a turkey and a pig together. Perfect. And I thought, I can do that. I didn't get the gig. <laughs> somebody else had it. Aww. Apparently, it's New York. There was probably like 400 applicants. Don't but worry. I can do that.
2: That person who got it is dead now. Yeah. So, they've been murdered.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> looking <laughs> sure of that. <laughs> the ad read, meet at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> under the bridge with <laughs> with materials uh, wearing white gloves and all white, and I was like,
2: "Oh, that sounds BYO, easy." B.Y.O. Uh, stocking cap and yeah. a Bring a sleeping, bring yeah. a
1: sleeping bag and seven garbage bags, <laughs> and if you could, and a, and and, a, and a gallon of bleach. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Sounds like everything I need."
2: That's like it. Just reminds. This is way tangenty, but this just reminds me of like every time I go to Home Depot or Lowe's, I'm so scared of everyone because I'm like, "What?" Are these people buying? There's just chains and like axes and garbage bags lo- yeah. and bleach. It's just like a murderer's like paradise. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm suspicious from somewhere of everyone. This is like, like a perfectly normal family. The guy's buying like a ceiling fan. I'm like murder. Like hide. Like I'm just afraid. <laughs> <What> just <laughs> but when I'm
1: there? I'm just buying bleach.
2: Yeah, but who knows? If I saw you buying bleach, I'd be like, "Yep, he chopped somebody." Or up. a
1: series of like blades for my yeah f- for my skill saw. You can't
2: go to Lowe's. That's the end of the story. All right. You can't go to Lowe's. And you shouldn't because I heard today that they're closing most of their stores across the U.S.
1: Oh, perfect.
2: So for Chef Recommends this week, should we give a couple of quick tips on just like um, how to cook a turkey well? Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. My number one tip is to, Here to always to brine it. If you're making a turkey breast uh, specifically, particularly okay. brine it. We don't have time to go into exactly what a brine is, but basically well, actually, salt, and sugar, and flavor.
1: Now I do want to talk to. I want to bring this up because yeah. this has been the last few years: wet brine versus dry brine.
2: I do both. I like a wet brine. <laughs> I don't do both on the same bird. Sorry, don't you? Sorry, come classy come after podcast. Me. Don't yeah. you? Ca-
1: don't you? Oh, that's you so judge funny me. you brought that up because I, I do both. I'm so sorry, but like I do everything.
2: I can d- look at my open my refrigerator and right now I have like. 25 million turkey breasts yeah (laughs) and they're all half of our
1: dry brine half our wet brine oh my god
2: um i typically do a wet brine
1: yeah because everything i do is wet exactly brine so i did a dry brine one year which dry brine means you basically cover the thing in some salt and sugar or just salt or whatever you want to do and then you just kind of let it sit in the refrigerator open uncovered and you kind of let that thing dry out a little bit yeah and that salt helps to draw out some of the moisture right right give it uh, giving yielding a result that's very moist
2: you take it out and the turkey breast is like as big as like a chicken finger yep um (laughs) i like a wet brine or a dry brine but i think a brine is really important because a turkey breast can be a very dry dry item yeah not Um, that they're
1: raising them to be only yeah broad-breasted white 28 pound turkeys
2: and i'm gonna give my recommendation too okay for
1: um uh,
2: your Thanksgiving bird. No, we're going to do a Thanksgiving special next week. That's going to air next week. Okay, exactly. So we'll give you more tips then. This but is just we're starting to think about. It. We're starting to think about turkey. So one thing that I want to tell you to think about turkey is instead of doing your turkey as one whole big roasted thing, which is beautiful, think outside the box. Every year I do turkey porchetta. So I take a turkey, I brine the breast, I butterfly it, I roll it up with herbs, I. I trust the skin on the outside, sometimes some prosciutto on the outside, and I roast it like that, and you have these beautiful turkey breasts. Everything cooks evenly, and I do something different with the legs. I chop them up. This year, um, I'm going to take the meat off the bone, grind it, and make turkey meatballs with the legs.
1: Wait, so the breasts, you take it open... Yeah, you take I this, split. So like I have, I start breast. with
2: a whole turkey, but you can certainly buy turkey breasts. I okay, guess.
1: so you take a whole turkey. So when it's is it together or it's split? So it's two turkey breasts. Two turkey breasts, and you pound it. At, you pound it. I make
2: two of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I pound it out. Because gonna yeah. say,
1: how can you really roll a turkey breast? It's
2: well, you butterfly thick.
1: it. Oh, yeah, I you bu- it. I forgot about the butterfly. You butterfly. Buy butterfly you basically. You splay it you out. Cut it in half. Exactly. With all the cut. tools you get from Lowe's.
2: Yeah. And All the you tools you got, including carcass in the East River,
1: <laughs> including the tools that you were going to use for your turkey pig shoot.
2: Exactly. So we we'll, we can get more into that next week about different ideas for turkey preps and stuff. But what exactly. are, what are your turkey tips?
1: Well, besides the dry brine, you know, I do like to roast a turkey whole. It's just there it's is, gorgeous. There is just something about it. Yes, in a real chef world, if you ever go like yes, you would have to cook the turkey legs separately. Those are best can feed. Yeah. Again. It you know I mean there's no way that you can cook the breast completely without drying out the legs and the wings. Right. That's just a matter of fact. However, if you do do it a little bit slower and lower, mm-hmm. uh, then you can definitely achieve that. And you just have to make sure to baste and baste. And mm. I just actually cover my the sides, just cover them with foil. Yeah. Right. For sure. So for like a good two hours, longer than you would think. Don't worry, the legs are getting cooked. Yeah. Right. And here's the deal: I stuff. We're not gonna get this but i stuff my turkey
2: oh you do mm-hmm. i don't stuff the turkey
1: i stuff a turkey and they say it's bad but you know what i'm still alive and i look great i
2: don't think it's bad like health wise people are like turkey. oh don't
1: do that the bacteria me, me, oh me. give me a break. break bacteria i don't do it because
2: i think that like i rather have the juices instead of going into the stuffing i'd rather have them kind of like
1: you know, i know that's the thing the juice goes into the stuffing which does so the
2: stuffing's amazing but then maybe the stuffing's amazing yeah
1: I love it. So we'll talk about next week. But, okay. Um, I do usually make my own focaccia for the stuffing because then Excuse it's all well, because then it's soaked in oil, so you don't have to worry about. That's amazing. It's the and it's so easy. It's it takes three days. Oh my god! You just don't call any friends or do anything yeah. else besides make focaccia, and then you're fine.
2: Yeah, you're like I'm elbow deep in a turkey. Elbow deep in
1: yeah. You've done nothing. You've lost friends. You've
2: yeah, you've <laughs> alienated all your friends and family. And you they actually turned to, like, turn to alcohol. <laughs> you turned to alcohol. And drug problem. actually, nobody comes to your house. Yeah. <laughs> and you get
1: super depressed because you've made all this food. And you eat a whole thing. <laughs> you fall
2: asleep at the wheel. Yeah.
1: It's terrible. So Don't
2: eat turkey. That's the moral of the story. Just make stuffing. Avoid it. Just make
1: roasted chicken. S- sides. Yeah, All about the sides. Skip it. Ham. Well,
2: this was a good episode. I learned a
1: lot about Turkey.
2: I did too, actually. I haven't thought this much or feared Turkey this much in my entire life.
1: Yeah, I'm actually having second thoughts about uh, all of our culture. Yeah, I'm panicked. Yeah.
2: I feel like we should leave the room. we are going to go. And subsequently. Let's see what happens
1: with with our primaries tomorrow. Oh, yes.
2: Um, You're going to hear this after, so we
1: can't even encourage
2: you to vote. But let's hope that, you know, history... History writes
1: itself a little bit. It's been dark times. Dark times. Right before I was here, I stopped at a little coffee shop. And as I was leaving, I was feeling a little dizzy today just because mm. I'm a dizzy queen. Yeah. And Maybe <laughs> I have my, the turkey. I have my days. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I have my days. Uh, today was an extra dizzy day. It's drizzly and dizzily. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And this little girl comes up to me as I'm leaving. And I felt like Scrooge. I was like, meh, like meh, I'm not a podcast. I got to write. I got to hurry up. <laughs> and Scrooge was like, excuse me, sir. Can I talk to you about voting tomorrow? And I was like, oh. I go, yeah, I'm going to vote you dummy i didn't say that, that just what you in have? my head i really like that flash yeah like my bitchy queen kind of like That's inside so cool, though. just like... kidding so i was like oh of course i was like what do, what, what do you...? and i remembered when i was a kid i used to pamphlet yeah uh for a democrat my parents didn't like that but mm-hmm. i used to pamphlet and i used to go up to people and even though i didn't know what i was talking about but this girl was very sweet and she's like can i just talk to you about children's rights and uh she said something that she was probably like 10 years old she was so sweet and very smart That's awesome and i said well okay I was like, yeah, I'm listening. What what can you tell me? What what should I uh, know about for tomorrow? She said, well, you know, a lot of children don't get proper education. And it's something that's forgotten about. And she said, and just remember that just because we're under 18 doesn't mean we have an opinion and we're not allowed to vote yet. Absolutely. And she said, we feel a lot of adults um, are selfish. (laughs) And I thought it was so. 100%. I was like, you're right. Why shouldn't a fourteen year old be able to vote? I mean, well, now 17 that seventeen olds
2: they're smarter than also these kids are now under attack all the time in their schools because they're getting shot at in school,
1: so they should have a voice. She gave me a sticker and I listened to her and I, it was really cool. And then her t- her teacher was with her and she said yeah. thank you so much for listening. That meant so much to her that's awesome. and she took a picture of us. She's oh, like, that's so cool. Yeah, and I was man. like, yes, that made rad. me feel about voting. And I know whatever uh, bake some cookies for your for everyone. <laughs> For the for the ballot counters, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just remember, I made those cookies for you. <laughs> we can lobby too, folks. You yep. know, gay lobbyists, gay
2: lobbyists. One right. gay lobbyist, one straight lobbyist. It's those ballot
1: counters have a lobby time weak spot for um, toasted almond chocolate chip cookies. That's funny. Anyway, yeah. So get vote. out there,
2: vote, vote, vote. I, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens. I hope it goes
1: well. Well. Turkey lurkey.
2: Turkey lurkey. I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Astola turkey braised pasta. All of our episodes are recorded right here at Studio 54 at the heart of Fort Brooklyn, Green, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Our rock star award winning sound editor and producer is Christine Farrell. I'm Zara Tangora.
1: And I'm Bretton Scott. And we'll see you next time.
2: Thanks for listening.